Hello, and welcome to the Let's Not Panic podcast. We're two practical people chronicling a pretty impractical trip from San Francisco to Patagonia and back again. We're trying not to panic. Today's episode is brought to you by Backblaze. If you're just joining us, I'm Maggie. And I'm Adam. And we're a married couple who've quit our jobs, given up our lease, and hit the road in a Toyota 4Runner that's now our home. Indeed. And it has been quite the home this last week. Yeah. We've done a lot of camping, even though it's really flipping cold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, big props to you, actually. I know this is always like the... Is this Adam's affirmation corner? Affirmation <laughs> for Maggie's camping abilities, but it has been some pretty serious camping in this last little period, so... Yeah. So since we last recorded an episode, um, we've done a lot of camping, including a lot of boondocking. And one of the questions that we got from um, Swimat, friend of the show, is how we decide where to camp. Because as somebody from the Northeast, it is unfathomable to him that you can just like pull over in random places and camp there. Yeah. Which is exactly what we do like a lot of the time. Well, we have IO Overlander. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge asset. Um, and it shows us a lot of places that we pull into and we're like, well, this is just a spot on the side of the road. Like, this yeah. is not a great option. We've gotten pretty fussy, I feel like, about our camp spots Well, because there's a lot of really beautiful spots down here. Yeah. So when we pull into a spot that's kind of crappy, we're like, mm, let's just keep going. We have that option. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, some days we will go, like, five or six different spots before we find one that we like. Um, right. Which is what we did that first night that you're talking about. Our first uh, night of camping after leaving uh Oh, El the Charlton. one by the Little River? Oh, right. No, no. That one we went straight to it. And yeah. it was late at night and we were just like, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> this it's is in, fine. It's in the middle of nowhere. Even though there were cars driving by, like, this is fine. I think two cars. Like, it was pretty desolate. Yeah, but it was completely flat. So it was one of those places where, like, when I went pee, I was like, somebody might see my butt. Yeah. I'm just going to square myself with this now and get to it. You've really uh, come a long way in I accepting that somebody... I can't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. Somebody might see your butt. That's just a law of nature. Yeah. You know? Well, it's already happened on this trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Twice. I have. Well, duh, but I mean, <laughs> like, strangers. Somebody else. Yeah, I yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so there was that one random night boondocking in a kind of a trash lizard spot that we went to, which was, like, fine. We didn't really even make a proper dinner. We were just like, whatever, let's yeah. just eat this peanut butter. When you pull up to a campsite and it's already, like, six and the sun's going down, it's not time to get out the stove and, like, start sautéing some vegetables. See, like, this is why I have a van boner. Yeah, well... Inside uh, cooking, man. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. <clears throat> Kitchen that's already set up, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm sure it's, you know, you're glorifying it in your mind. It's something to think about. I'm it sure it's not... It is kind of weird that all your cook grease goes into your bed. Yeah. Right? Like for that's kind of weird. Ventilation is a huge issue to yeah. deal with when you're doing the van thing. Anyway. Anyway. The second night, we boondocked in an Overlander spot next to, like, a really beautiful river. And that one we did get kind of fussy about and select for the one that was the prettiest and had the least amount of cow patties. That was a really cool drive too. So what we were doing was we were in Argentina and we we, we were leaving Argentina, crossing to Chile, and we mm -hmm. crossed from the Ruta 40, which we've talked about before, which is like a very famous road trip road that goes the entire length of Argentina. We were leaving that to cross the mountain range in between Chile and Argentina and on our way to the border, still on the Argentinian side, we found this, like um, yeah, like Maggie said, in a, this big valley, this overlook that you could hike up to, just beautiful river coming through, like yeah. snow-capped mountains in the distance. Like, it had it all. It was yeah. really cool. And that was a night of many visits. Because yeah. first, uh, so we pull over, we set up camp, 
and um, we'd eaten dinner and Adam was cleaning it up because I cooked, as mm-hmm. is our way. Mm-hmm. Um, and this elderly guy pulls over in a truck and is just like, hey, he, how you doing? <laughs> he kind of freaked me out at first because he honked and he didn't do like the little boop, boop honk or like yeah. a, a friendly honk. He honked like he was mad. He was like, honk. And I was like, oh, what's yeah, going on? I thought we were on his land. Well, I thought he had a green coat on, too. And, you know, Mari, like, mm-hmm. oh, is this an authority figure that, like, is yeah. going to come tell us we're in the wrong place? It's like, okay, get ready for that. Yeah. But he, like, he gets out of the truck and starts, like, kind of shambling over. Like, he, he looked a shambling little... Shambling is accurate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looked a little unstable. And I was like, oh. And yeah. I, I made contact with you. And I made our... I don't know if you, you caught my signal. I, I didn't. You didn't catch the signal? No, the alert not, signal? Not uh, even a little bit. Uh, I just I, came over and was like, oh, hi. How are you doing, guy? <laughs> I gave Maggie the warning signal, which she did not catch. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Worked like a charm. Uh, well, he we didn't need it. He was just like yeah, a friendly board but guy. But he was, he, yeah, he walked up. He got real close. Yeah, he really first, got in there. And I was like, well, okay, all right, <laughs> hi. And then we didn't really have much to say to each other. Just like, hi, you know, like, oh, He's we're, like, isn't we're it beautiful here? Have yeah. you seen condors? Welp, see you later. Yeah, I said that. I was like, <laughs> we saw condors. And he's like, yeah, yeah. When something dies, you'll see a condor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And then he left. Yeah. So. Um, and then after that, four guys on motorcycles came up. And they were four overlanders. And that was actually, like, super exciting. Yeah, it was really cool. They pulled yeah. up. And it was, you know, it was like a motorcycle crew, basically. And it's kind of, you know. A little intimidating, like these four guys just out of nowhere. Well, especially since three of them kept their helmets on. Yeah. So you're, you're like, like, who are we talking to right here? now? Um, but it turned out to be four young guys from the States yeah. who were overlanding. They're like 26-year-old guys that quit their jobs and, you know, hit the Gave road. Gave up their leases and Whoa. now have a motorcycle that's now their home. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll put a link to their Facebook page in our show notes. They're, they've called themselves Frio de Fuego, and they're just like four really nice guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up chatting with them and hanging out that night. Yeah. We talked about, um, what did we talk about? Drugs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talked about drugs. People talked about um, drugs. And one of the main things that we talked about actually was uh, the fear of leaving on this kind of trip and how all of us agreed we wish more people would do it because... It seems really frightening, and it is to walk away from everything that you've known, but it's not nearly as terrifying and risky, I guess, as we'd all thought it was when we made the decision. Right. In retrospect, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, this is how life is now. Yeah. And when we get back, life will be there to figure out. Like Exactly. It, it's really hard to see leaving a situation, but once you've already left it, it seems like a good choice. One of them um, was from a small town in Ohio and had a tattoo Ooh. on his back. Oh, Maggie. Just in case, this is a spoiler, <sighs> a minor Christ. spoiler for the Sandman Chronicle comics. Go on. By Neil Gaiman, which have been out for like 20 <laughs> years. Just being safe. I'm just saying, you if re- you need a spoiler alert for something that's been out for <laughs> that long, that's your own fault. Yeah. So anyway, he had a tattoo of the key to hell on his back because, spoiler alert, in the Sandman Chronicles, uh, Lucifer leaves hell and he hands the key over um, and somebody's like, wait, you can't leave. And the devil says back to him, like, no one has to stay anywhere forever. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like a really wonderful tattoo. Plus, Shadow is named after... uh, a Neil Gaiman character from American Gods. Yeah. So I was like 100% there for this kind of nerdery and like getting it on your back. Like, go for it, pal. Yeah, it was a pretty cool story. It was a really cool story. And I thought that was so sweet. And I also thought that that was so true. Like, yeah. I know before we left, it was really hard to imagine leaving 
and I had a lot of fear about it. So I really appreciated his perspective on that. Um, plus it was just fun to get to hang out and a couple of them were getting like progressively tipsy and that was hilarious also. Mm -hmm. Um, they had some good stories. Yeah. So, uh, we did that and then we went to like a tiny, tiny, tiny town. Cochrane? Yeah. I, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that. I feel like it's a English speaking person's name. Yeah, definitely. Cochrane. Yeah. But I don't know if you say like the Cochrane. Like Cochrane. No. <laughs> they said Cochrane. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like Johnny. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what the reference is. No. It's definitely not named after <laughs> OJ Simpson's defense lawyer. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. They changed the name. Uh, after OJ got I off. I mean, what's Chile's extradition <laughs> <laughs> policy? <laughs> they were really impressed with his lawyering. Yeah. Um, so th that town was completely uneventful, and I feel like I have nothing to say about it. Yeah, it was a nice small town. It had a lot of wood stoves. That's the uh, modus operandi. It's true. There. I did like the wood stove. Yeah. It's it's not ideal for not keeping the temperature constant throughout the night. It's, yeah. it's tricky. But we went from there to two nights uh, boondocking in a copse of trees. Yeah, and we had to have a big talk about that first night tra transitioning into the second night. <laughs> I really didn't want to stay in this spot because it was really, really damp. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was a cool spot. It was wide open. It was like 100 yards from a bridge. Um, and this is the day that we went to like five different places and, and settled on this place. Um, we should have stayed at that place under the bridge with the friendly cat no. and the good dog. We, so we stopped at this place and immediately a friendly stray dog came up. And I don't know that that was a stray dog. That was a really clean dog. He had no collar, so. I don't think that necessarily means he's stray. Well, he made friends with Maggie very quickly. We made eye contact. And he was just, you know, wagging his tail. He was okay. so into it. He and was then a good dog. a stray cat comes out of nowhere also. Very friendly, pretty clean also. Really clean, good, talky cat. And also wanted to make friends with both of us mm -hmm. and kind of didn't like the dog. So they kind of were like... Well, that dog did stick his nose right into that cat's butthole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right that dog, in. That dog was lucky the cat did not <laughs> slash him on the nose. I've, I've definitely <laughs> seen that behavior before. Um, he really got in there. I've never seen a dog get his <laughs> yeah. nose that far up a yeah. cat's butt. But I already was like, oh, this is a problem. Because if we're going to camp here, they're going to just want to like jump in Maggie's lap and be all over our stuff. And when we're cooking dinner, they're going to be begging. Because usually my policy is to like be really mean to the dog so that they don't stand around when I'm cooking. I don't want a dog well, begging all time. you're not mean to them. Let's clarify. Uh, you just go... Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I just... Am, when they come close at all, I immediately tell them to get out of here yeah. and, and shoot them away. And that they get the message. Like, dogs <laughs> know, understand that. But when they're friends with you already, then they're going to just be all over, our, <laughs> all over our shit. If I had a nickel for every time on this trip, you've gotten mad at me for making eye contact with a dog that was perceived <laughs> as friendly. Yeah. Because <laughs> then the dog gets super involved in everything we're doing. Yeah. It's like, this is not dog... Loving time. This Anyways, is so that was we didn't time. end up staying in that spot, even though it was really beautiful and but not damp at all. Maggie, as a compromise, made me allow her. Mm -hmm. She she wanted agreement on on the on my part, but she had us open up a can of sardines and feed the cat. Well, we ate most of it. We just gave the cat some of it. About half a can, which is a lot for a little cat. No, we de it was definitely way less Two than Two or three. Can. I gave him pieces and you weren't looking to. I, we gave him about you half a can. You shared with the kitty while I wasn't even there to enjoy <laughs> it? <laughs> we, you were there. <laughs> I, I don't the know. What's the point what, even? I'm not sure what was going on. <laughs> anyway, I've never seen a cat beg before. That was a... Oh, I didn't I've, grow up with cats. Oh, so I'm so very familiar. Weird. Cats love 
canned fish. It's yeah. they're crazy for it, and they smell it immediately. So anyway, uh, we we moved on from there and got to this really cool campsite. We had a, a pretty good amount of privacy, and there was three G signal, which I am lame yeah, enough you, you to love admit. Camp camp spots <laughs> with internet. That's less important to me. But yeah, I, I'm I'm lame like that. I need it. But we decided to camp inside of a copse of trees, which is why it was like crazy damp because it was really cold. So it never really dried out. Yeah, it didn't get a lot of good sunlight. Once it did get warm, it didn't get completely warm. And so by the second night, I was like, hey, we should stay. Um, No, the reason you said we should stay is because Adam has decided he wants to start making YouTube videos to uh go along with this podcast, Mm -hmm. to which I have responded and said repeatedly, like, okay, but that's going to be your project because it's a huge amount of work. I'm not super interested in it. And like, you know, I think this is much more effort and work than you realize. I knew it was going to be work. I had an accurate estimate for how long the filming would take, right? I said three hours. I said three hours. No, I said three hours first. (laughs) Marriage is hard. (laughs) Marriage is so hard. Anyway, we had, as you can tell... We had a little bit of an argument about this because I was like, oh, let's do it. And then it didn't really. She's like, yeah, OK, well, let's let's try it. Yeah, I sprung it out on you <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> the way that this went down was at breakfast, you're like, hey, I have an idea. Let's make YouTube videos. And I was like, yeah, OK. In the way that I'm like, yeah, OK, to a lot of Adam's ideas. Like, uh-huh. sure, I'm not going to tell you you can't do anything. Like, live your truth. Um, but that turned into like, hey, we should make this video today to like, hey, we're going to make this video right now and I need a bunch of your help and a lot of your opinions. Yeah. Well, So the video that we made was the video that so many people have asked for in the past. Like, what is your drawer system? What do you mean by drawer system? What is the power inverter? How does that work? Yeah. Like, Can you show us pictures of the inside of your car? Right. So instead, we just gave the entire overview of our entire vehicle, basically. Mm-hmm. We gave all the details on everything. And it took, you know... Like I said, about three hours to film. Three and a half hours to film. And it was, you know, this spot that got warm during the day, but it was cold at night, and Maggie was ready to move on. And I was like, you know, if we film this, well, first of all, I, I made the argument that this was the exact right place to do the filming. Cause Which it wasn't. It was okay. When you see the, if you You'll, go yeah. to YouTube and you see this video. Um, we just got it up yesterday, because also uploading is really hard here. Mm-hmm. It's a whole gigabyte upload, so it's like, oh, geez. There's a lot of really wonky lighting because we're inside of a copse of trees. Yeah, we're in the spot <laughs> that we were just describing in the trees. Um, and I thought, oh, this is going to be gentle light. I yeah. don't know about filming. I, I know a little bit about editing, but I, I yeah. don't know anything about No, we're filming. neither of us are incredibly telegenic either, so that's charming. Well, speak for uh, yourself. I, <laughs> I think I kind of stole the show. <laughs> Ten points to Hufflepuff for anyone who can identify the scene in which I hated life the most. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there were like 13 or 14 different scenes. And Jesus Christ. It, yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm giving so Maggie work. flashbacks just now I talking know. about it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of work. But it, on top of it being a lot of work, it was like going into it, Maggie's like, oh, really? We're going to have to stay here another night? I was like, well, it kind of seems like no matter what, when we film this, it's the best idea is to do it when we're in a camp spot away from a lot of people mm-hmm. and noises. Mm-hmm. And that kind of means we're going to have to stay an extra night. So maybe we should just do it tonight. And Maggie uh, eventually came around to that that view. 
but then it, I was willing <laughs> to do it to be supportive, yeah. but I wasn't happy. She about could tell it. I was like really amped about it. <laughs> the one thing was I realized that this audio recorder that we're talking to you guys on right now is actually the exact audio recorder that we'd want to use for filming YouTube videos also. So we accidentally, and we have a nice DSLR camera. So we accidentally had all the gear. We had a tripod. So like I got really into it and I got a little carried away, I think. It's really complicated. If we make any more videos... Well, first of all, you should watch this one video. Yeah. You can find it um, in our show notes or else by Googling uh, Let's Not Panic YouTube. Yeah. Right now, Maggie's talking about it as if we make more videos. And I keep saying things like when we make more videos. So <laughs> I think the determining factor is going to be how much you guys actually like these videos. Yeah, if it's helpful <laughs> at all. If we get... I would say even like 10 people being like, hey, that was really helpful. Then I will do more videos with you. But if we get less people than that <laughs> who are willing to take 20 seconds out of their day to comment on it, uh -huh. then well, it is not it worth the amount of work that it is. And nine minutes to watch it. It's I a nine-minute long video. Exactly. Who watches a nine-minute <laughs> video on oh, YouTube? I would have been super into this when not I was planning me. the trip. No. Well, okay. Oh, that's not true. I watch fashion photo review Review. Review. Oh, it's uh, yeah, Raja and Raven from RuPaul's Drag Race reviewing the looks from mm -hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are like twenty minute videos, but that's worth it. Anyway, um, after our video making extravaganza in uh -huh. the really cold spot in a copse of trees by the river, uh, we went to another spot that's really famous for a hike that we took. Yeah, and what's cool about this is it's Patagonia, it's a mountain range, it's, an, it's a known hike, mm -hmm. but it's pretty off the beaten path. Like, not a lot of people come down the Carretera Austral, which is where we are right now. We're headed north on it. Mm -hmm. um, but this spot is not super heavily visited. I think we saw, like, four groups when we were on this hike. Yeah, but it was, like, an six-hour hike so yeah. that was pretty miraculous i thought for how beautiful it was yeah it was a really cool hike it was a really steep hike yeah the only thing about this hike was that it was directly uphill and then directly downhill yeah <laughs> usually hiking they have a i don't know like a maximum steepness the grade is always like a certain amount and i'm used to that on almost every hiking trail i've been there'll mm -hmm. be a lot of switchbacks if it gets too steep this one just went straight for it. Nope. It was like, oh, did you want to get up here? Why don't you climb? Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's because it's a horse trail, too. Yeah. And so the route that the horse trail chose when it was originally built happened before the route that people would walk up. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Although we did not take horses. No. So no. we just walked straight up the side of a mountain. Yeah. And uh, we did pretty well. It's supposed to take four hours to get to the top, and we did it in three and a half. So mm -hmm. we were like, yeah, and we kick you, ass. Yeah, and you get to the top, and it's this amazing view of this mountain range that looks like a big castle, mm -hmm. which is where it gets its name from. Mm -hmm. Cerro over, Castillo. Yeah, over a big turquoise lake. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was um, gorgeous. And then... It was supposed to be two hours to get back. Are you going to out me for being the biggest wimp in no, the world? No, it's a part of the story, don't you think? <laughs> and Maggie has a little bit of a knee problem. That's like a chronic thing, right? Maggie's frailty kicked in. No, just <laughs> I feel better knowing my sister has this problem, too. It is because a, of the way that we're built. It's a body mechanics thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our knees both just kind of collapse inward when we put weight on them going down hills. Yeah. Um, and so about one third of the way down, all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, every step was like 
torture. And I think you just pinched a tendon or something. You seem a lot better today. You're not limping at all on the flat. I don't know if you had to go downhill right now. Maybe it'd be kind of the same thing. I'm just really glad I don't have to go downhill right now. Uh, not a tendon, a ligament. Here's another on. pro tip. If you're listening and you're under 30, get excited because once you turn 30, your body starts turning into trash. <laughs> <laughs> just just trash. Uh, you're just made of garbage and all the bad decisions you ever made throughout your entire life, of which there were many because you were young and you thought that immortality applied to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of brutal because so it was supposed to take two hours and it took what? Three. three, three and a half. Yeah. Also to get down, Maggie had to do like a crab walk, like walking laterally. It was laterally the world's most pathetic really showing. Yeah, it was. I mean, I felt really bad. That would be like really stressful if you were up there and had no escape plan at all. You were alone. Like the escape plan is, you just have to like get down. I kept trying to tell you that where you're like, well, I just want to watch and see how it's developing. And it's like, what are you going to do? You can't I, w- carry we me. We could be like, you know, I'll go get help. <laughs> I'll go for help. We had a cell phone. There was cell yeah. service. There, anyway, so. it just to me, it was like, there's I not really anything we can do except for, for me to get down this mountain. I was so. worried about you. I know you're very <laughs> sweet, but there's also nothing you can do. Yeah. I just had to kind of like suck it up. Yeah. Which you did was great. Yeah. So. <laughs> But that hike is beautiful, and if you're not uh, built like a mistake, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll really enjoy it. No, you're not built like a mistake. <laughs> you did great. Anyway, um, should we talk about our sponsor? Yeah, sure. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Backblaze, online backup for your Mac and PC and external hard drives, which we'll talk about in a bit. And if you are like me and you resent uh, having to use technology, but you resent even more when technology fails, I would absolutely say that Backblaze is the product for you. When Adam and I started dating, he made me get it because you set it up once and then it does the work for you from then on, which as far as I'm concerned is the way that all technology should work. I'd say Maggie is very representative of most computer users where it's like, okay, yeah, 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 backup. I should backup. And they maybe they try to use Time Machine, but they never actually stick to it. Backblaze is a perfect solution for those types of people because mm-hmm. you can just install it on their computer. They pay a monthly fee. It's a flat rate. doesn't matter how much stuff you have. You just pay, I think it's $4.99 a month. And it's unlimited backup of your computer. It just mm-hmm. happens for you. There's no hassle. There's no yeah. hands-on thing. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. So you can go to backblaze.com slash panic and they are offering a two weeks free trial, mm-hmm. which I kind of feel like that's cool, but also just sign up for it because why would you want to lose all your shit? Yeah. I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a great backup plan. And just do it. <laughs> the thing that really makes us want to talk about it on our podcast is that we are traveling for a year on end, probably. Mm-hmm. And we uh, actually we interviewed Desk to Glory, and he talked about like the most important thing he had in his vehicle were the hard drives of their yeah. photos, right? Because if they lost that, they would have lost so many memories, so much valuable stuff. It would be, would have been heartbreaking. So that was the thing that they like guarded really, really safely. Well, with Backblaze, Maggie and I don't have that worry because yep. if we lose our hard drives, those are already backed up. Backblaze Backblaze works perfectly with external hard drives. And we're able to leave it running when we connect to a Wi-Fi network at a hostel or a hotel. For example, we checked into a hotel today. 
to record this podcast episode and also so that I could take a properly hot shower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the first thing we did was connect my computer to Wi-Fi to back up all the work I'd done in the last week. Yeah, I mean, Maggie's writing and she doesn't want to lose all that work. That's uh, true, I don't. So that would make me very salty. It's There's just no reason not to have this peace of mind yep. when there's such a great tool out there for it. So, so yeah. please go to backblaze.com slash panic. That's B-A-C-K-B-L-A-Z-E dot com. Are you going to spell com? Dot C-O-M. <laughs> slash panic. Slash just the character. Don't write slash. All right. Adam, are you ready for <laughs> your technical corner? Yes, indeed. <laughs> this was one I'm actually excited for. Yeah? Yeah. This was a question from one of our Instagram friends. Okay. What's the question? Why did we choose an older model Toyota? Ah, well, so there's... There's different aspects to that question. Why did we choose a Toyota at all, like over all the other options and vehicles out there? And I think mm -hmm. we've talked about that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into that too much. But like, for instance, why didn't we choose a newer model 4Runner? Mm -hmm. um, there are some good reasons and there are some bad reasons to have made that choice. And I'll talk about both. Um, but What like, are the bad reasons? Let's lead with the bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like specifically with a 4Runner, mm -hmm. I think, no offense to people that own these, I think the fourth generation forerunners are really ugly. Oh, just getting right into it. Just, just getting uh, judgy and But that's, that's a bad reason Yeah. if all the other reasons are, are there. Really, I mean, one of the good reasons is the fourth generations do cost more. They're a newer vehicle. They are a bigger vehicle. They're like a lot heavier duty and they have more space inside. So that's something that we would have liked. Um, but they also have a lot newer parts, a lot more computers. They're a lot harder to work on and their parts are more expensive. So the cheaper initial cost with the third generation was one of the main things. Mm -hmm. And the more rig-like attributes of the third generation. By rig, I mean it's like a vehicle that you can work on. There's more space inside. It's not yeah. like closed boxes with computers. That's one of the main differences i'd say between the third and fourth generations so those are the those are the good reasons um and also you mentioned something uh when we were planning this trip that i thought was really smart about the availability of parts exactly and then so the other thing is this third generation time frame which goes from 1996 to 2002 mm -hmm. it's kind of a golden age for toyota in terms of they had not only the forerunner but they had the tacoma and in other countries the Hilux, and the Helix is a very similar model, and all of these models, you know the Tacoma trucks, right, Maggie? I do. Yeah, so they look almost identical, and there's a good reason for that. They are almost identical to the Forerunners. They just mm -hmm. have a truck bed. Mm -hmm. um, they had just so many of these manufactured and distributed all throughout both North and South America. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge advantage for choosing this particular vehicle and by choosing Toyota in general. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, the bad, the, like I mentioned, the bad reason is it just doesn't aesthetically please me. Well, yeah. I, that kind of matters. Like you want to feel a, a personal connection to it. So the other side of it is like they changed the, the design quite a bit. And I grew up with Forerunners, actually. Both my parents had, at one time had this generation of Forerunner. Actually, my, my mom had a second gen. Yeah. And my dad owned two different third generations that's a lot of forerunners. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, too. The people who owned Shadow before us mm -hmm. basically just used the car to get to Tahoe and back. Right. 
That was like their, so she didn't have a ton of miles when we bought her, despite how old she was. We bought Shadow with 152,000 miles. Yeah. And now Shadow has 197,000 miles. Yeah, for like a 16-year-old car, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. For Toyota 4Runners, apparently it's quite young. Yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) So. Thank you for that question on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I forgot to write down the handle of the person who asked it. The person with no name. Well, they have a name and a family and a Nissan that they're planning on doing oh, this wow, kind of trip with. Oh, you remember a lot of attributes. I just remember everything except for the handle. So the person <laughs> who asked this question is going to know who they are. So thank Hopefully. you. Hopefully, yeah. Thank you for, you for the, the question. question. Nissan family haver. <laughs> you should uh, think about that as maybe your, your handle, your uh, new handle. Uh, Maggie, mm-hmm. do you have anything in your self-care pillow fort this I week? I do. You do? I do. Um. And I'm going to ask you to be perfectly silent for this one because I know you have opinions about it mm-hmm. and they're not welcome here. Fair Because this is my self-care pillow fort. Yes, Maggie. I, I concede. Okay. Wood fire stoves. I did not grow up in a cold place. And so I think there is something kind of miraculous and beautiful about them. And I find sitting in front of them and staring at them incredibly comforting. So I would say wood fire stoves. Adam is not a big fan of them because they are not consistent. Nope, no talking. <laughs> but I love them, and I also love a room that is like uncomfortably warm, unlike most normal people. I think I might be a reptile. It's just <laughs> like I just respond to it well. I'm a trash lizard. <laughs> yes, I'm a trash lizard. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can be warm in here with no pants on. This is the ideal environment for me. <laughs> um, so I would say wood fire stoves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I comment on it now that you're yes, done? Yes, now that it's over. I think wood fire stoves, wood stoves are delightful. Mm -hmm. They're like a very nice ambiance thing. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have like a warm, cozy part of the house. But as the sole means for heating Mm -hmm. a domicile, (laughs) domicile, it's they're they're a little tricky. Yeah, it it, it gets really cold once the the wood burns down. So yeah, all right. Yep, you've been heard. Mm -hmm. Shall we get into the three Bs? Yes. What are the three Bs, though? Our three Bs are beautiful, brutal, and bizarre. What does that mean? We The most beautiful thing that we have seen and experienced, or and the most brutal thing we've seen or experienced, and the most bizarre thing, which is kind of a catch-all for just like things that were surprising or funny or delightful or weird or, you know, just anything we didn't expect. Yeah, we wanted it to be an alliteration. I don't know if people figured that out. I think they did when yeah. we called it the three Bs. The three Bs, mm-hmm. yeah. That yeah. was the tip-off. Yeah. All I'm right. a big fan of alliteration, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, Adam. Yes. What's your choice for beautiful? Beautiful um, was actually in that spot that we camped for two nights, mm-hmm. the cops, as Maggie has called it. The second night, we moved the car out into the open on the rocks so that we'd get a little more sunlight earlier in the day. And it was, it was a lot more pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, but waking up, it was like uh, this valley, as we mentioned, and it was filled with this mist that was still burning off. And it was really cool to just stop and stare at it for like a minute or two and just see how it was changing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, mornings are always like pretty magical for me. It's very beautiful and calm and not a lot of things are out moving around. Yeah. So it was just like a really serene moment. It was really beautiful. Yeah. That's my pick. Very nice. Maggie, your pick? Um, I would say the Mirador at the top of the hike that we took um, to uh, the in the Castillo 
Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Castillo, excuse me. Um, because I enjoy hiking the way that cats enjoy having their stomachs touched, (laughs) (laughs) which is like not really, but they really want to do it. Like they really want you to touch them in their stomach, but they kind of hate it while you're doing it. But then when you're not doing it anymore, they're just trying to get you to do that again. Yeah. And I'm like, I I don't know how a better analogy for me because it's like while it's happening i'm not a huge fan of it especially when it's like directly up the side of a mountain mm-hmm. like that's pretty tough but that view was so beautiful from the top there where you could see like the little town we'd hiked up from but also just this incredible just view of the mountains that were there there were all these strange and craggy kind of architectural looking shapes it was a really sheer mountain face yeah like, and you got really close to it so it kind of felt like you're inside the grand canyon or yeah. you know like very deep into this huge thing yeah like i imagine once mordor was like cleared out and all like the bad stuff left uh-huh. that's what it looks like <laughs> okay <laughs> right yeah anyway, <laughs> um super beautiful and beautiful enough to make me not feel like getting injured on the way down was all that important and also to justify the incredibly arduous walk up to it. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. What is your choice this week, Adam, for Brutal? Um, I'd say we kind of covered it already. Just asking Maggie, hey, can we do this video project? It'll be really cool. I really am excited about it. And then having it turn into basically the rest of the day very very stressful like hard work take three yeah take three (laughs) i Uh, really scene 13 take three yeah (laughs) i look forward to you should make a blooper reel from it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have a lot of good stuff for that too um yeah it was just like i felt bad asking maggie to partake and then have this an apology no (laughs) no no apology no no just an admission yep um yeah that was my pick that was a little brutal putting you through that mm. and your pick um i'm gonna go for a social one so yesterday we came back down from our hike and we went to a little restaurant because we'd been out for like six and a half hours and didn't really have the energy to cook in our little cabana that we were staying in and also because we didn't have any food to cook mm-hmm. so it would have been like a two-step process anyway um so we went to like the one little restaurant in this tiny town that was open And Adam went to the grocery store to pick up a couple things while we were waiting for the food so that we could be sure we had something for breakfast. And while he was gone, the guy who owned or the I don't know if he owned the place, but the guy who was in the front room was like, where are you guys from? And I told him, you know, United States. He was like, yeah, the president bombed Afghanistan today. And there was like. First of all, I didn't know about it because it had happened while we were gone. Mm -hmm. Um. But there was also that horrible moment where he's like, you could tell he was feeling me out. Like, what kind of American are you? Mm -hmm. How how do you feel about this? How do you feel about President Trump? And um, we haven't talked about it a ton on the podcast, but everywhere we go, people ask us about President Trump and you can feel them feeling us out. Yeah. And it is brutal every time to be like, because we have to be clear. I feel like I have to be clear. I have a responsibility to be clear, like that I didn't vote for him. And that I don't agree with his policies. And that is the nicest way I can put it. Just every time. And mm. Anyway, so my brutal choice is traveling while Trump is in office. Is like, is a very serious thing. Yeah, because when we left, we, it, we hadn't really signed up for this. Like having to 
explain ourselves every time we say that we're Americans. And this guy particularly, you could tell he had the assumption, oh, you're American. Like it was that tone of voice like, oh, did you know? Did you even know? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I, I was involved. I planned it. <laughs> Shut up, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Anyway, so, you know, he's probably going to be in office for at least four more years. Minus well, 100 days. Yeah. And uh, if you're planning to travel in that period of time, be prepared to answer for him. <laughs> yeah. And his choices. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Moving on. Adam, do you have a choice for Bazaar this week? Yes, I do. Um, while we were hiking down, Maggie's doing this crab walk to get down, limping down the hill. Looking super cool. And then we start hearing this noise that's like, uh, just it sounds like an animal dying. That's what That was my guess. I was like, I think it's a cow. I think it might be hurt or something. Yeah. And as we get closer, we go over one ridge and it gets louder. And then we finally see the cow and he's just there just bawling his head off. I don't know what the, his deal was, but he was just like, oh, and like, oh I better no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> what, what was he like, Adam? <laughs> Go again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you make that noise before. That's my cow impression. It was really bad because <laughs> he was actually saying moo just in like a really urgent way. Yeah, he was just like, try, I, our theory now is that he got ditched by all his friends. Because he was probably well, I don't think they were his friends. I think he was always talking about politics. All right, point taken. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really like his friends weren't talking about politics. So, uh-huh, you uh-huh. know, <laughs> I think he made them play um, the alphabet game too many times, or like I Spy. There's yeah. nothing I hate more. Or he made them sing with him. Yeah. Or he just sang and made eye contact while he was singing. But so he was like an adolescent bull, so we had mm-hmm. to walk by him. He was only like 20 feet from the trail, and we're kind of like, is this safe? Uh, do bulls ever just get mad and attack people if they well, haven't been like... Well, a bull in distress. Yeah. <laughs> like we haven't prodded them in the balls. Yeah, he wasn't exactly like colors a chill bull. Like yeah. he was sitting there like... Yeah. But loud and resonant. Yeah. So... That was bizarre. It was pretty bizarre though. The noise he was making. And as we were, we passed him and we went on for another 10 minutes, we could still hear him up there. Just like, geez, guy. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. We probably listened to him for like a half an hour total. Yeah. Uh, Maggie, your pick? <laughs> I have one. Um, so we stayed in a little cabana last night with this uh, really sweet married couple own it. It's just uh, like a little shed in their backyard, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and Eliana was the lady who's the host, was like the kindest, warmest person in the world. Like it was just evident from the minute you speak to her yeah. initially. She's just really friendly and she's just happy to have you. She just wants to make sure you're going to have a great time. And she took really good care of us. I was really glad when they had a fire going for us when we got back last night. Yes, when we got back last night. The other thing she had done was unpack everything (laughs) of ours. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and put it all away into drawers and, like, all this stuff. Because it wasn't a hotel, so we, I know I just didn't think she was going to come back in. Yeah. So, like, I left all my stuff on the bed in a way that made sense to me, but looked like a huge mess. Yeah. Um, and she took stuff out of bags that they were in and put them in drawers. And like, I couldn't find my laptop charger cause she'd put it in the bedside table drawer. Uh, and it was so kind. It was also so disruptive. <laughs> like I was, I didn't actually mention that to you this morning, but I was like, wow, that 
in retrospect, was such a pain in the ass that she did that. Well, because let's n- be nice. About no, it, well, it was. She it was meant very really well. Sweet. It was, she's a very she wanted us woman. to like really enjoy her cabana and feel at and home. And she was showing us how to be grown ups with but, our belongings. But there's a reason you don't do that when you're gonna stay in a place for like one night. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't take much out of my bag, and it's a lot quicker to pack sure when everything was. is just like tucked away. You have to be like, wait, where is everything right I now? I know. Did it I probably have... took twice as long to pack Ugh. up today. And we had to that. like double check everything to make sure that, for instance, Maggie's laptop charger wasn't still tucked in the drawer that we hadn't <laughs> used the whole time we were but there. But it was. So so well intentioned. <laughs> I know, but it was pretty. <laughs> and she'd bizarre. like come back by with dessert for us. Like yeah. she was the world's sweetest was, person. She was really nice. Her and her husband were both so nice. Mm-hmm. She wanted us to feel at home. Exactly. So at home, in fact, that it was like we'd moved in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's our episode for this week. You can find us on Instagram to see pictures of all the various things that we've done and talked about, etc at Let's Not Panic. You can also find us now on YouTube. Yeah. Find us on YouTube by searching Let's Not Panic YouTube Mm -hmm. on Google. Mm -hmm. And then we're the third result right now. So you guys got to help us. We're really killing it. (laughs) Uh. But, well, we just made the thing yesterday. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if people like it, Maggie. But there's a video there. It shows Mm -hmm. everything in our car, how we do it, how we live, up in our tents, like what's like up in the tent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maggie, uh, makes fun of my snoring a little bit mm-hmm. so and seriously 10 points to hufflepuff for whoever can point out the point uh where i hated life the most yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thank you to our sponsor backblaze for helping us keep the show going yes thank you and helping our our listeners save their data like that's a both pretty, of those pretty things. big deal and for saving all the work i've done since we've left home yeah. and all your photos thank you for the peace of mind mm-hmm. backblaze so you can subscribe to us and review us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. We do like it when you do that. We really do. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. This is what it sounds like where we are. 